Today's creepy basement is brought to you by High Proof Creative, a full service agency that provides <laughs> website spread. Whoa, 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 back up. Okay, are we actually no, this is conversational here. Are we actually saying someone is supporting our podcast? Is that a real thing? Yes, yes. Yes. I don't believe that. Fiscally. That can be real. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. It's so, happening. So High Proof Creative is actually supporting us. They actually are. I mean... And they're going to let Zeno stay on? <laughs> right now they are. Their one, right? okay. like, their one stipulation let's... was that Zeno had to be duct taped across the mouth every single time. Little do they know, that's just how mouth. we record. And that is the best reason to ever get a sponsor. Yeah, I, I think okay. she listened so, to so, one episode. <laughs> right. I think it's important to preface now, since we do apparently have someone supporting us and a sponsorship listener... We're still going to be absolutely as dumb as we always have been. Yes. I, that's simply not possible Do to Do we change. even need to say that? I mean, everybody knows that. Didn't I just say we're really stupid and going to keep being stupid? It seems like I had to say that because otherwise, I mean, I'm not going to leave that up to listener. So any of these grunts are now brought to you by High Proof Creative. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun to say. They're not going to want to keep doing this very long. I don't know if that's how it works. They are High Proof and Creative Grunts. Okay, wait, Colton. Okay, let's actually talk about what are they doing? They provide websites, branding, marketing, okay. strategy, social media, and SEO. What else do they do? They're That's all about marketing. Well, are they relevant there. specifically to our industry? They are, I mean, it's called high proof creative, Brian. It's your brain. Okay, so uh, nope. Devin is now Colton. <laughs> uh, uh, so that happens. It's happened. all about marketing. Social media, SEO. Yeah. I'm very sexually confused. Um, yeah. They're no longer turned on. Yeah. Like, I just really don't know who I am anymore. Very turned um, off. But who could figure me out? Maybe it's some sweet auditing. Um, if I was a website well, and yeah. you could figure out how to get people to find me and figure me out. Yeah. And I have something no, to do with spirits, so I feel like there's a company out there that could do there's it. There's a company out there. High Proof Creative. Is yeah. it? It is. I, I actually have no idea. Again, they're making terrible decisions by working with us, so you, <laughs> we got to question that, that a But she's bit. experienced. Yeah, we're definitely leaving that But she's that experienced. <laughs> she's written for some great publications. Bon Appetit, GQ, Sit Northwest. Her first mistake was choosing us. And her last mistake <laughs> is probably choosing us, so <laughs> right. my apologies. This is a learning experience for everyone. Okay, so what are we actually talking about for this episode? Uh, I gotta come up with something. Maybe we, we could do our backup is uh, still types. Well, yeah, because that's what we were supposed to talk last week, but we talked about me too much. And that we mentioned quite yeah. a few times, but no. I would just, I say we keep talking about Zeno. I, I think we got three, four more episodes in that. I yeah. too. Like, why you are you guys want to talk about my childhood? <laughs> Absolutely. I want to know more about your childhood. So I hear you played a lot of uh, wiffle ball. Yeah. <laughs> Very competitive. <laughs> but I got more sweaty in the porta potty after. We might as well bring out because this will be somewhat salient. Colton, Devin, you guys are going to Australia, right? We yeah. sure are. Let's right. let's talk about that. We can actually have like a mini news section that we'll never ever do again or repeat, but I'm gonna make it seem like a reoccurring element. Right I, now. I have not secured any sleeping aids and I'm actually very nervous about it. <laughs> no, but really, what is the best over the counter sleeping medication? Zerta. Benadryl. 
I think. I think Zero Texas. I don't know. I just don't sleep. No, I mean, Benadryl is also like, it's an antihistamine. Ambien. Ambien. I I don't think Ambien's over the counter. I don't know. I have no idea because you know how I sleep. Man stuff? In a porta potty after a heated wiffle ball game. (laughs) Uh, No, in all honesty, how I sleep is drinking. Um, Yeah. 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 That is my plan for a 13 hour plane, right? I just don't want to sit okay. there and be drunk on a plane. Yeah, it's fine. All right, so here's our plan. So Benadryl we land. Yeah. We land. Knocks me out. It's Sydney Bar Week. We have a week of debauchery in Sydney. Like one Benadryl, one glass of wine. Excuse me. Wait, are you two literally having a side Jesus. conversation while we're recording a podcast? <laughs> Man stuff. Man stuff. <laughs> Man stuff. Right. We are the most professional we've ever been, and I love it. Okay, Sydney Bar Week. So we land. Play. We land. It's Sydney Stop Bar Week. All right, we're not. We're just not going to do this. No. <laughs> we land. It's Sydney Bar Week. <laughs> it's also my birthday. We land one day before my birthday. Exciting. Twenty-five. Very exciting. Oh, you actually are an adult now. Yes. Like you get adult insurance. No, you get car rentals. I still have another year on my dad's insurance. You'll be a whole decade wow. younger than me. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Welcome to Great Pube Land. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you started getting Great Pubes at the age of 25? Were you before? I had them sprinkled on me at the age of 25. No, no I'm pretty sure he started seeing Great Pubes. By who? Who sprinkled Great Pubes on me? My it's uncle so in a porta potty after a heated wiffle ball game. game. Devin, please follow along. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't he sprinkles them on me like Rip Taylor. He's like, man. <laughs> so I don't know about you guys. I would love to hear about Sydney Bar Week, Colton. <laughs> wow. Well, we could do a whole international episode. Okay. Well, that's kind of what I was getting to is we can talk a little bit about Australia, what you guys are doing there, what the scene is like a little bit, and then maybe jump around a little bit. Yeah. Let's. I mean, why don't you lead in and let's do international spirits and industry. Love it. Right, like okay. let's just wing it right now because like you guys are leaving, you're going there, and yeah. I mean we all drink international spirits, so just do our intro. Okay. This is the Still Talking Podcast, our reverent industry podcast with Colton Zeno and myself, Brian. Today, Devin is joining us as well, and today we are talking about international spirits trade. Uh, this is an appropriate time because Colton and Devin are about to go to Australia. Tell us why. It's my birthday. No, I'm just kidding. It's not where we're going. <laughs> That's the best reason ever. Absolutely. It's not that. And then it's we can special. cut now to the part where we talk about you being 25 and the great pubes. Yeah. So that's a good cut right there. Yeah. Great pubes. pubes. Editor's note. <laughs> All right. Cut back in. Great pubes. Wow. <laughs> so why are you really going, though? So It's for work. Yeah, it is definitely for work. We're going to collaborate with a distillery out on Adelaide Hills. Or Adelaide, I guess it's Adelaide Hills Distillery. Um, They make a bunch of really cool gins, and we're going to do a gin and a whiskey with them. Two gins, actually, because the first gin is going to be... We're going to take a native Australian fruit and make sort of a whatever whatever that fruit is forward gin. And then he's going to come over to America. We're going to take an American fruit and do a American forward gin. Wait, he said, we're going to take a gonna- fruit, we're going to do something, <laughs> and then he said, literally, he's like, we're going to take a fruit, and then he's going to come over, right? It's the Which fruit of Oregon. It's the fruit of Oregon. He has already come to America. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, but not to make a gin. He is just going back, I and mean, he's so doing that flight like a champ. It's a collaboration Can, can you say who this is? Yeah. His name, you- yeah, yeah, his name is Sasha, I forget what his last name is. 
Sasha, he's the owner yeah. of Adelaide. I met Hills. Sasha. He was at the. He was at ADI, he was in, at Portland, ADI right? in Portland. Exactly. Yeah. He actually we met him because he was coming around. He was touring the U.S., just going to different distilleries, and he stopped into um, Corsair and hung out for a while. And he was awesome. Nice. So is he in? Is that Southern Australia, Adelaide? Where's that? Western. Oh well, I mean it's kind of southern. kind of it's south. Like what? Okay. The southeastern tip. Got it. Uh, yeah, That's I a big guess, agricultural area down so there, right? So what? So what I, I'm He's a total neophyte when it comes to, like, what is Australia's craft market like? I thought you were going to ask what Australia is, and that was going to be a great <laughs> I know that the toilets flush really the opposite way, you fucking ignorant Kangaroos, toilets flush the opposite way. So I don't. Shrimp on the Barbie, all of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know that much yet, which is actually really exciting because we don't, I don't know what it looks like. You know, we'll learn a lot after we go, but. Right now, it it seems like it's very new and in its infancy of the craft distilling world, where it's they have a couple distilleries out there, but they don't kind of whiskey or gin or vodka. It's all very expensive out there, so the craft distilleries are kind of figuring out how they make spirits affordable to the consumer while being unique and you know and interesting. Yeah, they told us that I, we met with like a bunch of uh, Australian distillers at ADI who were all awesome. But they told us one of the weird things they told us was that taxes per bottle can be in excess of twenty dollars per bottle just in taxes alone. That's crazy. America. America. I just yeah. know what the big like so like from my double macro experience, I like know what that side of the market looks like. And there's a ton of exports that go there. They love it. And you know what they're huge on? RTDs. Yeah. And like, so, I mean, ready to drinks, right? And I feel like this is a prime opportunity, you guys, to like lean into RTDs because I honestly feel, again, let's speculate because that's what we do in this podcast and what the future of the industry is going to go, is that RTDs, I know that a lot of big boys are looking into them, but with marijuana coming into place and i think i talked about that marijuana beer that that guy was trying to make yeah maybe on here it's like that is a natural progression so i mean their market looks totally different because the the legality of how you can buy booze and sell booze and everything is completely different so it's like see go into the stores and see what's available and what's different but i don't know right. that i don't you know where I, where i think that america's rtd is kind of trying to find the line of where you can put, you know, cannabis in a drink and and all that. Australians and New Zealand has had ready-to-drink beverages for, you know, two decades now. So that's just their standard, right? So they're just... Yeah, that's like Japan. Japan's the highball. Yeah. Right, you drink highballs. Yes. So they're just, you know, that's just their general attitude anyway. Yeah, but they are also changing with everybody else. But yeah, that's the point is that, you know, that for a long time, especially when you go RTDs, you're thinking about not a lot of, especially craft guys don't have the scale to make. There's no craft RTDs around, or uh, there's not a lot of them at least. But so what, why, so what why crafts, aren't there though? There's like mobile canning lines. There's like the elements to have. I that. think it's just the cost of, you know, scale of economy, the cost of bringing in a mobile canning line for a 6% alcohol drink seems a little high, right? 
So, so like, what? Here's my perception from the double micro side. I just remember giant bottles, like yeah. huge volumes. They're like, yeah, that's Australia. I'm like, what the fuck, Australia? <laughs> They're thirsty. You drink giant bottles of booze. Yeah, I know that everyone is more of a man than me in Australia. Yeah, so, so basically, I, I think I'll I'll have to correct this after we've been to Australia. But my understanding currently is that the way they do their taxes is very is is based a lot on wine because the wine industry is so big down there. So it, the way they do their spirit taxes actually falls in line with the way they do wine taxes where, you know, it's percentage of alcohol per, per bottle. And when you, you know, scale that out and you don't account for that, it's a spirit it becomes crazy. If you don't come back with a Zeno-sized bottle of something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we will. We yeah. we'll, we'll try. It Stay won't be legal, but it'll just be a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we got that recorded. I thought yeah. that wine had gotten some kind of parody. Out in Australia? In Australia. No, people are recently. looking for parody for They do. Wine. So they do have a number of legislators that are trying to push through some parody on that side with the taxes and try and encourage more... Uh, agritourism and farm distillation over in Australia. They do have, there's a push going on for that that I know of. So it'll be interesting. Are you going to actually travel around and visit some of the, the agro distilleries? Yes. Yeah. We're going to do, because awesome. that'll be fun to report back on. We're doing, so we're going to go from Sydney, which is all the way on the West Coast, Rip. to Adelaide, which is not all the way on the East Coast, but. About like at least three hours away by plane. Australia is pretty big, it's from what I understand huge. on a map. It's yeah, we're walking though. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna ride our kangaroos over. We're just gonna... <laughs> that seems racist. I don't know if it is, but it seems like it's it offensive. Would be. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Steve Irwin's daughter is hot. Don't hate me, Indy. <laughs> Irwin. Wait. Sorry, that was an inside Lady thought. Yeah. Excuse me. You have never had an inside I've thought. I've never seen her past six years old. What are you talking also, about? Have you not Sydney's, seen her now? No. Totally hot. Sydney's on the east side. We're idiots. Sydney's, oh, Sydney's on, the, on east the east coast. Okay. Oh, wait. So, so you guys are all saying I was right. We're going <laughs> Sydney to Adelaide to Tasmania. To... Some devils there. Yeah. <laughs> Heard that. Seen the devils, yeah. <laughs> On a documentary I saw when I was a kid. To Melbourne, to Adelaide, to Sydney. We're so lazy, we can't even, like, pull up a map. No, no. You're looking up stuff right now. So I, I was. I literally Fact was looking track, up a map because it didn't sound right Yeah, okay. in my okay. own head. Oh, and by the you way, Bindi Irwin is hot. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I feel like that's something you should say for final thoughts. I don't even know how old <laughs> Concluding statements. How old is she? Every thought is my final thought because I'm going to stroke out at any time during this podcast. <laughs> this is a good point. All right, so that's awesome. I'm moderately to mostly jealous. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I agree. You're going to yeah. experience. Amazing. Like, I mean, it's a totally different culture. I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so our point, so our point is, about Australia to us. you know, we're going to go, you know, we have Sydney Bar Week, which I think is, from what I can tell, very similar to our Tales. That's what it seems, just straight debauchery in Sydney for a week. Tales of the Cocktail for people that may not know that. So it's, it's a very it. uh, hospitality industry related. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the classes I've signed up for are, you know, like a you know, deep dive into Nika whiskeys and, and, uh, you know, a, a rum class from Caribbean, from the Caribbean, 
she is very hot, it turns out. <laughs> Devin's literally googling. Googling. She's googling. She's, she's googling. Googling is a weird sex term that, that we should not like... release. I'm drinking coffee tonight too. So, so but but after excuse. after the bar it week, like you just came right in your hands. <laughs> Me? Gross. I googed all over the place. <laughs> oh jeez. But so so after the bar week, we you know we go cross country. Then we're gonna do a little. Crabulation. 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 <laughs> what? what? I don't understand what any of these words Wait, mean. You guys to... don't know what no. crabulations are? Yeah. You guys. Uh, it's when you get Cole crabs. It's <laughs> when you get crabs. So, but so it's an appellation. The... So it's like a terroir of crabs. Yep. It's a really in depth yep. crab course. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I love crabs. Colton's yeah. got crabs. So so after the bar week, we're going to go do a collaboration of uh, Corsair oh, and these. <laughs> I, I had no idea that's literally the word he was fishing for until he said it. <laughs> There's the word. Yeah, he found it. Oh, yeah. Yes, I was going to try to cut this out, but now that you've made jokes about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that word was motherfucking Waldo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because you had to find that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's our new word. We're doing a lot of crabberations. Crabberations. Podcasts. I can't wait to crabberate right. with a bunch of you guys. Uh, oh. That's quality stuff. Okay, you're doing so, collaborations. You're distilling with Australians. Wait, okay. So I'm actually kind of interested in terms of collaborations, where are the products going to be sold or are they going to be in-house only? How does that work if you're shipping them back and forth? Have you guys already worked through the logistics of that? Very good question. We have not. <laughs> <laughs> However. Wonderful. For one, it's gonna be one of them is at least is gonna be a whiskey, so I have a few years to figure that out. So you'll be dead by the time. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So you know how dare you they'll Brian. keep the profits. How dare <laughs> you? Devin, come on. Come on, you're sitting next to him. Do you expect him to last another <laughs> Am five I years? Live? No him. <laughs> I said you're sitting next to him. him. That sucks. That's lame. <laughs> She's already making plans. Yeah. No. <laughs> <Squirtle> <laughs> to corroborate. <laughs> <laughs> she was not Googling Bindi. She was on Tinder earlier. <laughs> I matched with Bindi Irwin. <laughs> you wish you matched with Bindi Irwin. All right. So wait, that, that's wait, how long are you there? So we're there for three weeks. So we do, we do a week in Sydney. We do three days in Adelaide. Then we go down to Tasmania, which I'm really excited for because their Thank distilling you. industry is crazy. For this tiny little island you know with a bunch of devils, man. there's amazing amount of distilleries. It's really like twenty whiskey. to thirty. What right? are they like, making there? It's mostly single malt. Whiskey. Seriously? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Huh. From what you know, I I could come back in in three weeks and tell you guys. Well, it's it's mostly gin. But yeah, right. from what I have gathered from the interwebs, there wasn't a single distillery <laughs> yeah. on the island. He made this all up. From what I've gathered, it's Gold mostly line. single malts. And the cool thing is that we talked to somebody who's from Australia, and they said that <gasps> to tra- to drive around the island, the whole thing, it would take about three hours. Which is extra crazy because there's like 20 to 30 distilleries there. It's a crazy amount, like just conglomerated, concentrated, concentrated single malts, you know, blob. It's a single malt blob. Technical terminology. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, All right, yeah. so that's so that's Australia. 
Yeah. Zeno, can you and talk Tasmania. a little bit more about the export market to Australia? What else? I mean, from the double macro side, what is what are Australians buying? Uh, large format, young whiskey, and RTDs. But it's because yeah. they... So talking to them, it has become very clear to us that to buy anything else is really expensive there, yeah. which sucks. Like well, that's, it's, at, it's a minimum yeah. of like $90. No, and that's why it's like the huge bottles exactly. are the big deal there. That, like, that Honestly, there. all the time I was like, oh, that's going to Australia. I'm like, oh, okay. And it's always like oversized. How oversized yeah. are we talking? I'm talking like How many liters? two liters. Right. No. <laughs> more. Way more. <laughs> yeah. I've seen bottles, seriously, that are like three feet high. Are these like double magnums of the wine I'll world? give you a double I guarantee, magnum. I guarantee you, <laughs> listener, listener is sitting here yelling at us all the like factually incorrect information <laughs> we're just throwing out, pulling out our ass. Like, fucking Google it. How far, I don't even wait. know if we have listeners and I'm not still going with to. us now. I have yeah. a real yeah. question for you guys. How far can you guys go on the wine size scale? Balthazar. Balthmanazar. Ah, damn it. Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> <laughs> Love that show. It's great. Not so much the you last You guys are a bunch season, of fucking but Cylons, but yeah. <laughs> oh, there's there's no doubt I'm a Cylon. I mean, come oh, on. We can all, like, the first one, they would pick out a mile away, like, obviously, Brian. Like, put him in the airlock. Let's get this done. I'm like no the captain when the is. writer's strike happened. He got fat. Uh, <laughs> that's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank, thank you for getting that joke, Brian. Yeah. You're so welcome, yeah. man. That was awesome. All right, so it's actually been kind of interesting talking to some of the distillers down there where Corsair is about to uh, start distributing there, and I've been nervous because it sounds like our bottles are about to be $90 a bottle, 90 American dollars a bottle, which, you know, I don't oh, think we're worth. It. That's crazy, oh, right? It. Like, no. The, wait, there are dollars <laughs> other than American? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I kid you not, I was at my bank today mm-hmm. telling them, hey, I'm going to Australia for the next few weeks. How old is Colton that he has to go to the <laughs> bank physically to tell him that? I like to think that he goes with like the actual like tubes of pennies and like that he, <laughs> he puts together himself because he likes to get those fresh dollars. It's you just said you a notification like, on your phone. He's well, like, these I was there. <laughs> I used to beat Zeno with them. Now I want to cash them in for... Australian dollars. Australia money. Well, all besides the point, I was there and I, you know, I was telling them I was going to make sure my car didn't get cut off. And I also said, hey, so what's better? Should I order some some money here or, or do I just take it out of the ATM? And the the register girl literally looked at me and said, does Australia have their own money? <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> but I love that he called her the register girl. Well, not the bank he teller. Did. He did. Not like, the register girl. Colton is so obviously out of the 50s. It's upsetting. Yeah, but I don't think Colton has a real bank. So I don't think he's a yeah, real bank yeah. teller either. It was at the lemonade stand, guys. So <laughs> He went up to a bum and handed him a, a roll of pennies. Yeah. What do I do yeah. with this in Australia? <laughs> well, do they have real money there? Like I feel like you had this amazing conversation with a hobo. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, this podcast is based around conversations with the hobos. You know, yeah. you homeless fucker. Oh, gotcha! Uh, I had to get that in. I have one two time. homes, double home. He technically has two homes, unfortunately. That's true. Well, now that he's Zino, 
from Zino from <laughs> Oh yeah, Zino. That was actually Zino from Beam Centauri. <laughs> Zero. That was my f- like. Not only did she screw up the name, she made up another name and two extra names for it that I googled, and that's not a company that exists anywhere. <laughs> That, Honestly, that was spectacular. That that was the most beautiful fuck up I've ever seen in my life. How did that shit happen? <laughs> okay, you want to know the really upsetting thing, guys? This is the thing that like blows my mind with the quality of Spokane journalism. I found out that they actually published the article when I had someone at the gym say, hey, I saw you on the cover of the Spokane Journal of Business. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? They used me for the cover. That awful That's, story? With that picture? That, yeah, with that horrible photo. Fo- Amanda was so mad about the photo, too. What was the like photo? She was Wait, furious. why is Amanda mad about the photo and not about the slander that Zeno? <laughs> Zeno. Well, yeah, Zeno. I mean, I'm talking about Zeno. Just Z- tell Amanda Zeno. that it was a photo of me. like a straight-up <laughs> future villain. So, let's talk about a different country besides Australia. Japan. Uh, that's the easiest one to talk about because... We talk about them all the time on yeah. this <laughs> podcast because we like oh, their spirits. Oh, you know who we should talk about? Canada. Why? It's not a real place. Why? <laughs> Fuck you, man. Pretty sure we, we annexed that a while ago. It's it's Canada just northern Washington also now. also some crazy laws. Canada taxes. has some crazy laws. I was thinking more like... It's a lot of taxation let's go, issues. Let's go, like, go, like, I, I want to. I actually want to talk about Sip Smith. That's what I really wanted to get to. Right. So literally, you were just trying to guide us into the conversation you wanted to have. So you let's talk really about Europe. Do you guys not understand how this podcast works? <laughs> it's what I want to right, talk right. about, and you're my puppets. <laughs> yes, let's talk about Sip Smith. Go. I'm done. Zeno. Nah. All right. <laughs> yeah. so, but let's talk. Let's talk about Europe. I think one thing that a lot of people don't know that catches a lot of American distillers off guard is the 700 versus 750 milliliter bottles. We'll never be able to edit that out. It's there forever. Wait, just so. say it again. Yeah, you just botched it. <laughs> Devin ruined the podcast. So, but for real, that is a very, that's a very big concern if, if a distiller ever wants to start distributing in Europe, they roll with the 700 milliliter bottle Versus the 750. I, th- I think that's actually a really interesting point when we're talking about exporting, especially to Europe. What kind of costs are we looking at to change that? I mean, did you have to go through different labels? Did you have to resize? Like, All right, what's so the we cost so involved? we actually we're still kind of figuring it out. We haven't we haven't gone through that step yet. You know, we we did a lot of well, can we fit 700 in our 750s? Looks terrible. There's no way. If I could guarantee that we were only in bars. I might do it because it. it looks like, oh, they've already been poured and actually kind of looks good, right? Do they have any kind of fill uh, rules? What do you mean? I mean, you ha- you have to have a percentage of the actual fill in the bottle. Like, it can't, it has to be 95% filled. Do you have fill lines, things no, like that? No, I, I don't, maybe. I, I don't want to speak to that because I don't know, but. Okay. Because you're going to do it wrong in the league. Yeah. So, you, so, you know, shut the fuck up, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> Uh, no, I, it was just like all of a sudden, and, and the weirdest part is that we have our, our glass supplier is European, they're French and they couldn't supply us with these 700 milliliter bottles. Now it's because there's no reason for them to send them over the ocean. I'm sure they make them, but right. there's no reason for them to send us t- 
those bottles. So we're kind of stuck in this catch 22 where we want to start to expand, but we also, you know, we don't want to have our bottles look ugly and we don't want to have or uglier and we, (laughs) and we don't want to have, you know, all of the European government looking at our bottles and kind of double checking. So for you guys, this is a significant hurdle to entry. Like you're running into problems because of the actual bottle sizes. Oh, yeah. for sure. I think that well, right, you- because the actual bottle sizes. But the the biggest part is like we would do it, but it's also everything that you have to change. You have to change your label then, and then you also have to change, you know, your bottle supplier all of a sudden, or not just supplier, but we're ordering extra bottles just for these orders, and you know, everything gets a little more complicated. Have Have you guys started to do the math on if you can make that up in the margins? Can you raise the prices uh, price enough and uh, tax incentives and such, does that actually pay out? Because, you know, maybe as double macro, you might know some of that, too. Formally. Well, it depends on how much CapEx you have, right? Like, if you have the CapEx, the OpEx for that is minimal, right? Yeah. Like, you, you pay it up front, you get it established, and you run it. Right. And then that's – then everything you make on it, like the margins, we were just talking about Australia, the, what the margins are there, right? The labeling's different for Australia. So yeah, it costs you money to make that change, but the margin that you make on it, it's ridiculous. And a lot of it in the double macro side is they make a ton of money on exports too, like the, the, a ton. So I yeah. think for a lot of where listener, what they're drinking and like what you're experiencing with horsehair, that, you know, it's <laughs> like, you, that's a finer balance of like, okay, how hard is it for me to get in a different country, right? And like you're thinking about, okay, you've expanded and you have the United States. You have a I'm like, okay, I think we can really make a an impact on a different country. Is it worth the capital investment? And I can't answer that because I don't know the scale sure. of anyone's operations, but you have to think about it as CapEx versus OpEx, yeah, sure. But I, I guess the hard part is, you know, it's hard enough to f- figure out the trends in America. And then, you know, we're trying to pre-plan the trends in Europe. I don't think you're pre-planning them. I think the trends are there and we all know them. I really do. Like, I mean, so I wanted to talk about Sipsmith, right? Like, all right, let's, they let's were do a it. huge. No, like, I didn't know that they were the best-selling London dry gin. I just know that Suntory bought them, like, kind of out of nowhere. And who are they? Their gin's fine. It's good. It's good. I mean... Were they best-selling before Suntory? Yeah, it was, like, a big deal over there. And Okay. And what are they? They're, like, kind of a boutique gin. Yeah. Not that boutique gin, though. No. So they're... You can find the markets. They're out there. Yeah, sure. But not I guess that's not, what, that's not what my point is, though. My My point is... You know, let's talk about your average, you know, American spirits producer. You know, there's what, 13, 1400 of us now. If they want to export to Europe, they're all of a sudden, they're going to have to deal with 700 milliliter bottles, new labels, new, you know, regulations. How do they deal with that? What's the best way to go about that? I think that's a great question. No, I think it's a great question. I think that. 
our whole what we're arguing about is ultimately is like how can you say is this worthwhile exporting to there yeah. right so yeah. who's doing it who's doing it like what of the yeah there's only a few of us that are even you know yeah right like you're talking about exporting it like who else is doing it hubers hubers is doing it i think so yeah. so one of the one of the things we can look at is uh the distilled spirits council every year Actually, maybe more than once a year, they put together delegations. Uh, I, I believe go, they are called the council. At this yeah, point. The council. The council. <laughs> you have to say it incredibly yeah. ominous. Used to be discus, yeah. now the council. Yeah. Oh, God. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> they put together delegations that go you know, overseas and foreign markets and try and Basically, it's it's to help exports. I know Few Spirits has done it a lot. Few Spirits is one that's doing actually quite a bit of export in China and Europe. Um, Few Spirits, I think, is actually one of the largest exporters for craft to China, interestingly enough. That's from uh, conversations with Paul Hletko. So we can get into a whole separate conversation when it comes to the tariffs and some of those issues as well, which I think are affecting this situation with exports and imports to a lesser degree. But... It's if you're looking for resources, the council might be one worth checking out because they are looking and interested in promoting that kind of export because it looks good for them as well. And a lot of times, like the spirit that you're going to make might actually bode weather better in Europe. Weather made bode weather. It made (laughs) (laughs) bode weather. Yeah, I love bode weather. (laughs) At any rate, like you might make something like a bourbon cream that you know any self-respecting human being knows is hot garbage. But bourbon cream's the best. Hey, can we read that email now? Yes, I want that to be my uh, my. No, no, no. You should read it now. We'll do it right now. And what what I was getting into is that you might make something that is super niche and works. And a country that isn't yours, but it still might not be worth it to try and get it over there. Right. That's a very okay. Point. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, even even us trying to, you know, we're we're about to open up in Australia, so it's it's coincidentally the same time going down there. But coincidence? I think not. It, it really is <laughs> weirdly. That's <laughs> just something I always wanted to say. <laughs> but. Thinking about like, you know, Australia's you know, other side of the world, but their trends are fairly similar to ours. So, but their toilets flush in the. But their toilets flush. You know, they drink in the opposite direction, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. When they Can we talk about when they take the shots, situation? it's through their butts. So. Oh yeah, no. They, I knew you were gonna. God damn it! That's that's what I visualized when you said the other way. I just didn't want to take shots that. through their butts. Just terrible. Uh, Wait, you were going to say, you said something, you're like, blah, 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 tariffs. All I heard was, you're like, tariffs and politics. And I stuff. assume you just edit out anything I say anyway. No, so I love, no, we Brian, just play. I love that you don't listen to it because I don't edit anything yeah. you say. No. <laughs> Damn it. No. All right, Brian. You had tariffs. You had the whole trade war thing situation Brian, with China. You need what? to send the email to Colton. I don't know where the emails are. I don't have it. I have one percent battery life. Ah, yes, you live in the edge like me. I like it. I know, right? <laughs> okay, no, but seriously, when it comes to tariffs and the situation with you know the whole Trump trade war situation, double macro. What are you seeing on that, or what were you seeing in terms of 
kind of that rhetoric? Was it hurting exports? Was Were they projecting it to hurt exports? What's going on there? No, the exports weren't a problem. It's the steel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all yeah, about steel. the steel for expansion. Problem, so, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I didn't hear anything about the exports on that. And uh, I, I heard, there's genuine concern and there's genuine trepidation of uh, like what our next move is. It has to be well thought. So, I guess what I heard just talking to a couple double boys is. They're not worried, but it's it's also just, you know, they'll raise some prices if they have to. And, you know, no one's going to stop buying Jack Daniels. It's so goddamn right. big that it'll hurt for a little while, but it'll be the same. And then once the tariffs are yeah, gone, once I the mean, tariffs are gone. We're not talking about Jack Daniels, though. We're talking about smaller craft products. I like, will that hurt smaller craft products so they I think can't if you're, get a foothold? Yeah, I think if you're trying to break into that. Yeah, if this is the time, if this difficult. is the time you chose to broke out, then yes, and that is okay. definitely worth. This is the guys. time I chose to broke out. He's like a thirteen-year-old <laughs> going to the dance. <laughs> it's definitely a word, guys. So that sounded right to me. <laughs> so let me tell you a little something about bourbon cream. I got a. I got They're a, delicious. I got a hot piece of mail <laughs> from a fan. A hot, hot whoa. Devin got a hot piece of mail. Let me tell you what it is. Yeah. All right. This was actually my uh, fake email account. I sent it to us from myself. All right. <laughs> from Mr. Boyd. Awesome. Thanks for the advice. I'll add these to my list. Also, I just listened to the Q&A episode, and I'm totally with Brian. Bourbon uh, creams are delicious if made well. I, Listener, you can't see this, but I'm smugly nodding. Yeah. I just and I'm picked, smugly shaking my head. I just picked up a bottle when I passed through Black Button in Rochester. They make that is killer. A bottle they make that is killer. Yeah. Yes, he's more articulate than we are. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Listener. Hey, Listener, you just want to have a podcast? Because I feel like I know a company one. that can get you off the ground doing this podcast. That was kind of a tricky sentence at the end there. I mean, to be honest. I just uh, did yeah. it again. Oh, you, really you guys are so really fucking really dumb. Really dumb. So dumb. I really like that part where he says, I agree with Brian. That was yeah. really good. That was, it was well okay. Said. I think that one was good. Yeah. You know who else agrees yeah. with Brian? <laughs> High proof creative. Low High proof, proof dumb dumbs. <laughs> they ain't no low proof dumb dumbs like we are. Yeah. Right. They, did you just say they ain't no? <laughs> they ain't no. Uh, oh, yeah, Devin. You just got some cred for they, you right now. They aren't no, any no. low-proof yeah. dumb dumb. like you said ain't. Yeah. <laughs> I did say ain't. I said it proudly. He's like, no, no. Talk in his language. Uh, I think we need to do final thoughts. We've gone. <laughs> we do need to do final enough. thoughts. I think we have about a 20-minute episode, so we're yeah, good. Yeah, that's <laughs> usually what we, we have. We say that every time. We, we've I got know, good quality stuff. I struggled to edit. That was my <laughs> final thought. Congratulations, Brian. There's one other person who agrees with you out there in the world. And that's all I've ever needed. I didn't even need that one. Validation. How does it Yeah, taste? he's like the Highlander. Sweet? Yeah. Because there can Thank only you. be one. <laughs> well, Highlander Colton, joke. Obviously. It's niche. All right, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, my Highlander joke is niche. Cool. Thanks for telling me that, Devin. I didn't a know bit. that. Yeah. A bit. How about She's my edgy. How about my fat Battlestar Galactica joke? Was that niche? Too niche. Too niche for me. Battlestar sounds very fat. 
<laughs> Battle Starve. Battle Starve Galactica. <laughs> Can we do final thoughts? Wait, not not until the grumble. It's clear now. <laughs> final <There we> thoughts. <laughs> um, so my final thought of what were we talking about? What were we talking about tonight? No. Exports and Aus- your Australian trip. Um I, I'm not I'm super interested in the spirits of different places, but I'm totally ignorant into the legalities and what's actually even available in those places. And that kind of sucks because I don't even know what they have and what they can offer, which is kind of more inspiration just to travel more. But for us as Americans, America. Um, I, I believe it's Americans. Yeah. <laughs> like getting them over to any other country seems a little complicated. So uh, unless you're a double macro size place that just has it established. Yeah. They know about yeah. oceans. We don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. What are oceans? <laughs> I assume you just push a crate off the pier. And <laughs> it just eventually will find its way across. That's how it works. Absolutely. Yeah, so I guess what I want to say is um, I've talked a, a lot about things that I don't know about tonight. And, you know, listeners, how is that different in the from future? Welcome to our Expect podcast. me to correct myself. Take that with a grain. Per normal. <laughs> so, my final thought on this is even though everything we've said makes exporting seem incredibly difficult, it isn't, it isn't a hurdle that you can't cross. There are ways to get, you know, you can do this. There are small distilleries that do export. It can be great for them on a marketing and promotional side, as well as increased margins. So just it's like anything in our industry. Get some help. Find someone who knows what they're doing. You know, reach out to the associations, find a consultant. There are people who help get this across somewhat, you know, painlessly. And there can be pretty good financial incentives for exporting. All right, do our outro. Hold on. I have oh, yes. a I have a final, final thought. No, oh, god damn it. People want to buy things. That's all I want to say. And they also want to drink things. <laughs> Thank you, listener. We do this podcast for you and mostly us. Well, Zeno. This podcast is for Zeno. <laughs> so find Zeno online and send him some sort of message. Aim. You can it's aim like only, us on Facebook. Aim only for Zeno. Yeah. Facebook. Do we have a Twitter? Is Twitter a thing? Don't do Twitter. Twitter's assessable. There's not enough characters. There's not enough characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah twat us at. <laughs> yeah, twat us at Twitter. Uh, go ahead and leave us a review on Pornhub. That's where you can find most of Zeno's Too commentary. Too many fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we really appreciate your support. So uh, find us on iTunes and social medias in your neighborhood. Mm. I don't have anything else yep. to say. Grunt. Love you guys.